Isaiah 52. And, you know, I put these, let's see if anybody can, can name this off from last week, okay? Um, some of you all have notebooks, and so you can cheat if you want to, but I put, them, put in an email this morning, but I, I really believe that, um, I haven't looked at all the scriptures that we're going to be using yet, but I think we're going to see a theme come up. Um, uh, there's you know, about four or five things about the gospel that I believe we're going to see that is essential. And again, um, you know, I really want us uh, to, c- a lot of you all share with people already. Thank you so much for doing so. We all need to be out there sharing, whether that is um, with our family, on jobs, or just on the street corner, people we meet in Walmart. Um, but I want us to be able to have the complete gospel. And not just not that you all don't know it. You guys are seasoned in the faith. You know this stuff. But it's a reminder of, okay, let's, I mean, I need it. All right? Let's, let's see what, what all is in the gospel message so that we are getting the gospel message out um, to people, the entire thing, and not just um, not just the, the little bit that sounds good. Okay, so what, what are, there's like four components that, that we, we saw last week. Um, okay, so it's about the king and his kingdom, right? It's Jesus it's not cross and I have cross and then we'll just say resurrection right now, which by the way you under you understand when I'm, when I'm saying Jesus on the cross this is talking about he's taken the sins of the world upon him right all of our sins go upon him at the cross. And he dies, and is, is he is raised again, right? So, G- so the, it's the King and the Kingdom, um, Jesus and the cross, power, the gospel is, uh, is about power. It's it's power to salvation. It's it's uh, it is a, a, a release the captives. Right, it's freedom for, for for those who are captivated in, in one way or the other. Um, so there's there's power in the gospel. By the way, the gospel is powerful in and of itself. Right, just the words are powerful. Um, judgment. Just by the way, um, has anybody ever been in a uh, uh, had some sort of civil case that you've been a part of? Did did you were you ever were you ever given a, a good judgment about that? Has, has anybody been in part? Have you you you've had a civil case and you've been awarded the uh, the the victory? Right? Judgment is not always bad. Right? A judge can say, 
you're right, and you win, and here's all this money, or here's all this freedom, or here's, here's what, right? A, judge, a judgment can be good as well as disciplinary in some form or fashion. So when I'm talking about judgment, don't, don't think of that this is necessarily hellfire and brimstone, okay? This is God judging and, and um, saving his people, taking care of his people, and judging his enemies, all right? And in the process, so much of that time is um, uh, he is bringing more of his people, gaining people in the process. Because a lot of times, well, we'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> All right, Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. You know, in fact, I haven't done this in a while. Can, um, can I get a couple of, of readers, a couple of volunteers? Kim, thank you. Um, maybe one other. Karina? I, I was trying to decide which one. <laughs> it's like, Nessie, you want to read? Over your, you're helping your mom. He's pointing to her, right? Okay. Um, Tim, would you go through? Uh, hmm, it's not quite a little bit lopsided there, but maybe um, go through ten of Karina, eleven through the end of the chapter.
Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Um, now, I, I want to get into more of an application part, but I want you to see that these elements, so this is the classic passage in the Old Testament where when, when you look at, when you look up like in a, a, a theological dictionary and look up gospel, pretty much all of them mention Isaiah 52. Okay? That's what they go back to. How beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. Right? That's, that's the gospel message. But you can see uh, all of these elements in here. What about king and king and kingdom? Um, how, how lowly are the feet of him who bring good, good news, who announces peace, and who uh, brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation, and says to Zion, your God reigns. Right? It's about the king and the kingdom. That's what the gospel's about. Jesus, um, the cross, the resurrection, there's several in, in here. And if you look at the last couple of verses, my servant will prosper. He'll be high and lifted up. Um, he was, uh, his appearance was marred more than any other man. His form more than the sons of men. Right? So you've got several, but verse like 13, 14. It's about power. Uh, verse 10, the Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. When, when the Bible talks about his, he bared his arm, right? It's, it's, it's an element of power. He, um, it starts out, it says that he will go before them and be their rear guard. Right? Um, judgment. Um, uh, where'd it go? My people went down first to Egypt and they were resided there. Then in Syria oppressed them without a cause. Now therefore, what, what do I have here, declares the Lord, seeing that my people have been taken away without cause? Um, they'll know my name, therefore that day I'm his, um, let's see. I'm not seeing it. He's comforted his people, he's redeemed Jerusalem, he's buried his arm in the sight of all the nations that the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Um, so there's a, there's several things in there where, where he is bringing, the judgment there is he's bring, he's taking, he's bringing his people out, Right? He, he is not only are they coming out, but they're coming out with, um, like when they came out of Israel, they didn't come out empty-handed. They came out, they plundered, they pl I'm sorry, I, when Israel came out of Egypt, they, they plundered Egypt, right? God judges his enemies. Um, and by the way, going. How lovely are the mountains of the feet of him who bring good news, who announce peace. And then also, uh, verse 15, he will sprinkle many nations. Oh, here's one for judgment. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For it had not been told, they will see. If they have not heard, they will understand. Okay? Which, doesn't that sound like, um, doesn't that sound like the Great Commission? He will sprinkle many nations. 
that the, this, is, this is the gospel message, right? But let me, um, let me get a little bit, uh, I like to get more application-oriented here because we, we, can, we can share the gospel message. And look, I know you guys know the gospel, right? You, you all, um, most of you have, have grown up in church You've uh, been under Pastor Kevin's teaching for many years and other, other people that you've done Bible studies with or, or whatnot. You, you all know the gospel. But we also need the, the um, I'm, I'm, I'm making up a word here. So the message messaged must reflect the messenger with a capital M. The messaged, the ones who received the message of the gospel must reflect the messenger. We need to look like Jesus. Okay? We need to look like Jesus. I One thing that I've, I've heard over and over from people in the quote-unquote world is that um, they, they look at the church and they say, well, they're a bunch of hypocrites. And uh, a lot of that's not founded. I'm, I'm going to just say that right off the bat. A lot of it is totally unfounded. They've, they've not been in the church. They have no idea what the people are like in the church. And, and most of the people in the church are not claiming they're perfect anyway. So to say that they're hypocrites is unfounded. However, there is some truth to that. When you, when you look at the church as a whole across the United States, uh, there are some places and there are some people that they're, they're saying one thing and doing another. And we need to realize that that's not happening here. I don't believe it all. Okay, so m- this message is not because I have anything in mind. All right, I'm just looking at this passage and saying I want. I'm I'm calling the good already to be great. All right, I want us to all take a step up and keep going forward um, from where we are already. So um, that we people look in and look at the church a lot and say. It's very hypocritical. So instead, the message, the people who receive the message need to look like the messenger. Uh, let's look at, starting the verse, very first verse, it's, it's great. It says, awake, awake, clothe yourself in strength, O Zion. Clothe yourself in beautiful garments. Why the beautiful garments? Because we're a holy people. O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer come into you. What is that talking about? It's, it's, it's showing the city of Jerusalem, the holy city, which has become the holy nation, and saying it has to be holy. It has to be holy. It can't be hypocritical. It needs to be a holy people, a people that, that don't preach one thing and do another. It's a holy people. It's a, it's a kingdom of priests. A kingdom who, where, where, we, where we, ha, we are people who reign with Christ, but we are also function in the priestly anointing. All of us. So we need to be holy. Now, does that mean we need to be perfect? No. But here's where we get into problems 
is when you say, I know I'm never going to be perfect, so I'm not going to try. None of us will get there. But every day we need to try to take one more step to be, to look more like Jesus. The message, the ones that receive the message need to look like the messenger. Are you taking that step daily to look more like Christ? And what you say? A lot of times our saying is okay. Our doing? Sometimes our doing is okay. Sometimes our doing is probably even a little bit better than our saying. How about how we think? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about holy things? Are you thinking about just and pure things? You know, we, um, we often think it's, we, we look and say, well, you know, it's just, it's just little white lies. <laughs> but really, no, we've got, we've got to be better than that. We have to look and act like Christ. And again, please do not take this as condemnation at all. All right, nobody in here is perfect. If you are, I will take a seat and let you preach. Okay? And I'm not saying any of us have arrived or will ever fully arrive. But we all, no matter where you at, where you're at, we all need to be taking daily steps in the right direction. Okay? We have to be a holy people. We also have to be kingdom people. How lovely on the, this verse 7, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who announce peace and bring good news of happiness, who announce salvation and, and says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, the watchmen lift up their voices. They shout joyfully. I love it. They shout joyfully together for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion. Break forth, shout joyfully together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations that all the ends of the earth um, may see the salvation of our God. Now, here's the idea, okay? That um, This is talking about, it, it, there's two different things. You know, Israel was in Egypt and enslaved to Egypt, Right? They also went into captivity into Babylon, okay? And uh, so this is, this is taking a metaphor with, with both of those and saying God has come through and he has, he has rescued you. By the way, this is what I started to mention earlier. Remember in, when Israel was in Egypt, okay, and God rescued them. And you remember, y'all, I'm sure you You've, you've seen uh, the Ten Commandments, or you've seen, um, uh, you know, the, even the Disney Moses type story. You've, you've seen God rescues his people. He judges Egypt. But you know what? When they come out, it wasn't just the people of Israel. It wasn't just the people 
of they were descendants of Jacob that came out of Egypt. You know that, right? They came out as a mixed multitude. There was a lot of people that that and, and they didn't see what what backgrounds they were all from, but a lot of people they were either other slaves in Egypt or other Egyptians that said, "Boy, that's the God that I want to follow." And they joined the multitude and went out with Israel. When when Moses led them out, it was a it was a it was a joint, a mixed multitude of people that went out. What happens when when God bears His holy arm and He He is we follow after the king, we end up with more people. Now, we have to be, we have to be kingdom-minded people. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, and this, again, is a perception that people have of the church. That you go into a church and it's full of a bunch of sour pussies. It's the most, uh, why would you want to be a part of a church? If you, you, you go in and nobody's happy and nobody is excited, nobody likes to do anything. It's like, I can have fun in the world. Why do I want to go into the church where it takes all my fun away and all my joy away and all my peace away? Because I have to follow all these rules and I've got all I've got, oh, I'm going to just sit and I'm going to, I'm going to sit in a, in a hard pew and be bored. Why do I want to do that? They shout joyfully together. Wouldn't you be excited if, if God you know, saved you from... They shout joyfully. Uh, they, um, they break forth and shout joyfully. They waste places where the Lord has comforted his people, has redeemed Jerusalem, the Lord's buried his holy home. We need to be kingdom people and represent Jesus with our joy. Everywhere we go, we bring joy. We bring peace. The kingdom of God exists in, what are the three things? And six. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Everywhere you go, righteousness, peace, and joy. We look like Jesus. Righteousness, peace, and joy. When you go to work, are you bringing righteousness, peace, and joy? When you go to the store, are you bringing righteousness, peace, and joy? Or does somebody say, that's the most solemn, most somber, most boring person I've ever met. Why would I want to be like them? No, you want to be around people that, that are good people, that people in the world, they say good people, right? You want to be around good people who are full of joy and full of life and full, right? full of peace. You don't want to be around somebody who, who grates you the wrong way every time you're with them. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Every time, I get, every time I get with that person, I get angry. No, we're kingdom people. Righteousness, peace, and joy. That's who the king is, and that's who we need to be. Are we exuding that joy? Are we exuding that peace everywhere we go? If not, let's slide into being more like Jesus. Find out, okay, if you're, if you, you know, it, movies don't help matters here. Because anytime you watch a, a, a movie about Jesus, he just kind of floats around. And, 
He never raises his voice, never cracks a smile, and God forbid he ever make a joke. But that is not the Jesus that I believe is, is right on. I think, I think he's the life of the party. The message must reflect the messenger, but to be kingdom people. We need to also be a, um, a saved people. We need to be a saved people. Um, I remember years ago, anybody, did any, any, excuse me, has anyone read the, the book by Neil Anderson called Bondage Breaker? You know, he said that, um, he gave a percentage, and of course that was, what, 25 years ago or more, 30, uh, but a huge percentage of the church, he said, are in bondage. And it's something like, he said like a 85 to 90% of the church, he believed, were in bondage in some way. Now, this whole passage, you, know, you can read the whole thing, the whole, so much of it is about God bearing his arm and us being saved. But the people here being saved by the power of God and really to come out of bondage in some way. Now, for them, for Israel and Egypt, bondage looked like literal bondage. They were not allowed to leave the, leave the, the area. Probably a lot of them were in chains. Don't know that, but Probably a lot of them had some sort of actual bondage. They had they had taskmasters and slave masters that were over them. They, you know, they they were having to work for the king. This was this was this was a slave society, and the entire people group of Israel was a slave to Egypt. It was it was different than what we might think of as bondage today, but it is was a bondage. What does it look like for us? Or we can have bondage to sin. Remain the same. Now, but think about, you know, certain sins always pop up. You know, you can say, well, people are addicted to drugs or alcohol. People are addicted. But there are other bondages in there. People, some people are addicted to gossip. Just as much as sin. Some people are addicted to things. Some people hoard, or some people um, are addicted to shopping. Is there an addiction? Is there something that you just can't get over? Sometimes it's a mental aspect. You can't get over something that happened in your past, or you can't get over a person, or you can't get over a, uh, a situation. And you, in that situation, whether that's something, you know, maybe you're growing up in a terrible situation, or or you had a relationship as in your um, teen years, that that, that that relationship is holding you in bondage in some way, whether that is sin or an emotional issue, but there's, there's bondage in your life. And God has come to bear his arm and to bring us out of bondage. Bondage to sin, bondage to death, and bondage to anything that is holding us back. think Jesus was in bondage to anything. 
those of us who are receiving the message must look like the messenger. If there's any sort of bondage in your life, no matter what that is, it's easy for us to think, oh, sin, I'm, a, I'm addicted to drugs or addicted to uh, watching things on, online that I, I shouldn't be watching. Or I'm addicted, you, know, you look at oh, addiction, but it's, it's much more than that. It's, it's addicted to things that we could easily pass off as, oh, I'm just doing X, Y, and Z. Or there's a, a situation in our past that is holding us back, we're being held in bondage. If there's a bondage that you have in your life, God wants to break you out of that and set you free. And He will bear His holy arm to do it. He wants us all to walk in freedom. Sometimes we need to walk in that freedom before we can actually exhibit the second point that I made about the uh, righteousness, peace, and joy. Right? But let's get that freedom taken care of. If you need if you need help with that, please see somebody. If you've got a mentor maybe that you're you know, you're you're walking with, talk to them about it. Don't let it just be somebody something that, that you uh, sit and struggle with and sit and ponder. If you talk to me, talk to Ruth if, if there's something about somebody else that get that taken care of. Don't let it just because God has come that we should all walk in freedom. He didn't just save us from our sins, which praise God He did that. But He came to save us from all the bondages that will hold us back. And finally, um, we have to be a, a going, we have to be a going people. I love this. So, back in Isaiah, he says that Jesus, he will sprinkle many nations. Verse 15. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For what had not been told them, they will see. What they had not heard, they will understand. Hundreds of years before Jesus said, go into all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father. By the way, who's it, who's, who does Jesus say to baptize? Hmm? Who's the nations, right? Baptize the nations. That'd be a really big fire hydrant. I don't know about <laughs> trying to hose off an entire nation. Yeah, maybe you, you do that with the the um, the Vatican State. If they're only like a few blocks. <laughs> but to sprinkle many nations. So we have to be a going people. God, Jesus was one who went. Take the message with us wherever we go. Well, you know, one thing that I, I really love to see is it says, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news. Now, of course, this is, this is the, the people who are watching for their own people, okay? So I'm, I'm going to make a, a slight jump here. They're, they're, they're watching. The idea is they're watching on the wall, and there's a runner coming with good news, saying, our God is coming. Th- th- think about 
you know, it's with, with Israel and Egypt, Moses comes along, and the, the first reaction they have is, God has heard. It quickly turns into, why did you bring so much trouble on us? But it was, God's heard us. He's going to come and save us. Right? But what I would love to see is that this is the world's reaction. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news to us. We're to be a going people. And I want I want us to look so much like Jesus that people love to see us coming. What good word will they have for us today? Several of y'all, I, I'm trying not to. You, you, you've shared even just recently, you know, at, at work, you know, people being able to give wisdom or, or, or comfort or knowledge or something to people. You know, people come, come people that come to you and say, hey, look, wh- what do I do? And they may, not, they may not be Christians or they might be Christians. They say, look, you, you're somebody who's got wisdom or you're somebody who's got peace or you're somebody who's got comfort. This is some. And you might, you know, family members, they, they may not reach out to you unless they've got a problem. They say, I'm going to come to you because I know that it, it's, I don't believe what you do, but you've got something special. <laughs> right? Now, ultimately, we want them to believe. But it says a whole lot because they are looking in the right place. And we need to going. We need to find ways, every single one of us, we need to find ways to take out, as we look like Jesus, take it into our workplace. You know, take it, you know, I I love it that Carolyn's out there right now um, doing dramas and praying for people and they're they're doing stuff in churches, they're doing stuff, she she said uh, they they were on a day off and um, because they work a couple days off in there for the kids and and um, they were out, I think, out eating, and there was a band playing. And uh, somebody said, well, let's see this, this band. And so the band started playing, so they just worked perfectly. And they all got up and uh, started doing this, uh, this dance that they all knew together. She said everybody started getting out their phones and taking pictures of them and taking videos. And, but what does that do? It, it opens a door, right? This is a bunch of kids that love Jesus. They're there to minister, and they're giving joy, and they're giving peace, and they're giving, right? They're, they're just, they're just there. It wasn't, people were watching them. Because they went. We need to go. Sometimes it's just going across the street, but sometimes it's going further. It's going to family. Let's Let's begin to really pray, each one of us. Where do we need to go? Where do we need to take this gospel? And maybe, though I think the Lord, that's a, that's a prayer that the Lord wants, us, wants to answer. Let's ask him, each one, would you do that with me today? 
let's ask them where we need to go and take the gospel. And that may be, uh, and be, be open. Sometimes that's a prayer that it's a little scary to pray because sometimes it's like, well, he's going to send me to Africa somewhere. <laughs> and he might. But, you know, my experience has been is if, if it's not something that's in your heart already, God might stretch you, but more than likely he puts something in your heart, gives you a desire for it, and then starts working that desire. He's not, he's not a God that is going to do something that you're going to absolutely hate. All right? He's going he's to put a desire and work that desire in you. But we need to be like Jesus. The message, the ones who have received the message, need to be like the messenger. We need to be a holy people. We need to be a, uh, a kingdom-minded people. Take the kingdom, the life of the kingdom, wherever we go. We need to be a saved people. We can't be a people that are in bondage. Right? He saved us, not just from our sins. Let's, let's walk out the salvation. And we need a people, be a people that go. We've got to be a people that go. So, um, any of those, uh, there, there's a different wide range of stuff there today. Um, but I want to specifically pray today. Um, and if you would pray with me, let's ask the Lord where He wants us to take the gospel message. And then, would you just be open to whatever that is? It may be that you need to go on a mission trip. It may be that he's saying, I want you to take it to this family or to a different work environment. Or So let's ask him today. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that um, we're reminded that we need to be like you. And Lord, that's, I know that's my heart's desire. It's my heart's cry to say, Lord, I, I want to be able to just like Jesus say, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only speak what I, uh, what I hear the Father saying. Lord, let us all walk in your footsteps. Lord, I know I've touched on a lot of different topics here. And Lord, I pray that it, where they resonate with each one here, that, that we will work on those things. We'll, we'll get those things right. Lord, specifically this morning, I ask that you would tell each one of us. Each one of us has a mission field. Each one of us has a place we need to take the gospel. To a a person or a people group. Lord, would you show us? Show each one here where we need to go. Where that gospel message is, is waiting for us to speak it. Spirit, I pray, ask that you speak to people even right now. Lord, give them places, give them nations. Put nations in our hearts. Because nations are in your heart. 
your word that said, ask for the nations as your inheritance. Lord, I pray that you give us nations. Speak nations to us that we should pray for, that we should go to, each one of us. Let that nation come into their hearts. Bless each person here, their families. I release over each person here freedom, the blessing of peace. Have the blessing of peace and grace and joy be upon you. Let the protection of the Lord be about you. May he go before you and be your rear guard. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did anybody hear a location? <laughs>